What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Conscious Show. I know it's been a while. It's been a couple of years, it feels like. And, uh, you know, everything happened. We got COVID. There's a lot to catch up on. Uh, probably not going to dive into everything that I've been up to, but it's good to see you guys again. Uh, but before we get started on what I've been up to, uh, just to let you know, um, you can find this I put this up on YouTube, of course, but you can also find this uh, this show as a podcast up on Spotify. I'll put the information down below, but uh, come check it out, and uh, hopefully I could start building an audience there and, and kind of make this whole process a little bit more uh, diverse and open to different platforms and different ideas and see really where things stick. Uh, but that, yeah, that, that's all I have to update you guys with at this time for that. So, man, we have been busy. Uh, what what is a I mean I just got let's let's talk about the fun stuff first. I just got back from uh, Disneyland. Yeah, I went to Disneyland. Don't worry, don't worry. It's been pretty reasonable and pretty safe. It's it they've actually been really respectful about keeping their COVID uh, process really tight, and and I haven't felt a, any risk uh, during that whole time. But I did get to go enjoy the Lunar New Year there, and I got to enjoy because I wa- I don't know about you guys, but I watch a lot of the uh, Disney uh, foodies, um, Fresh Baked, um, Magic Journeys, uh, several of them. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I got to try some of those out there. But um, I did I did get a chance to do that. So let me tell you about a few of them that I got to, to hit and, and how I felt about them. So as far as like Disneyland's Lunar New Year, it's essentially them celebrating with a kind of a not quite food and wine festival, but a food and drink festival where they they get you get to experience Asian foods the way Disney kind of twists it, as well as some really intriguing drinks that uh, I, I definitely got to try, as well as do a bunch of other cool stuff. You guys have probably if you follow me on Instagram, which by the way, Instagram.com slash Conchu or at Conchu on there if you guys want to check that out. But um yeah, I, I got to try out uh, the first one on the list. I think I, I hit was the spicy three cup chicken, uh, and, and that was basically a, a spiced up chicken uh, served on a bed of jasmine rice. And um, at first, it, it didn't look too intimidating. It was it was actually um, not not too small. The portions are really nice because they're they're not like overwhelming like it's a big meal but it was just the right price for kind of the fancier foods disney if you don't know is it tends to be a little pricey on the food points but uh this one uh for the lunar new year i i just got that i didn't buy the lunar pass uh someone might ask if i i got the sip and saver pass no i just decided to enjoy what i liked and and pay for it just straight up but anyways the spicy three cup chicken i was pretty good had lots of flavor and it immediately had that like aftertaste kick which isn't too too spicy but a little more than i'm used to disney dishing out so it's good to see that for this kind of food that disney kind of uh Let's go the reins a little bit and let's the the food really speak for itself. And with that, I did get to enjoy the dancing firecracker. Now, this drink, uh, again, you can see uh, my picture of it on Instagram, but uh, this drink definitely is a mixture of interesting flavors, especially to go with um, the the spicy uh, chicken. But that is basically pineapple juice, uh, guava puree, uh, what was it, like a spicy honey syrup, hibiscus syrup, and lime juice. So obviously you could tell it's got a, a very bold flavor uh, lineup there. And you know what? Honestly, I enjoyed both of them. I thought at first it was like, okay, this could be the cliche uh, 
it's food. It's pretty, but it's Instagram pretty. It's not, you know, delectable, fun for the stomach. But no, I mean, Lunar New Year knocked it off. Uh, these these two were a great meal to sit down for. And I made sure to, you know, enjoy small things here and there. Uh what else did what else did I hit up in there? I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I do want to bring up um actually going all the way out to uh when we were over we were over in Bantu, which again, more pictures on Instagram. Oh, I'm not gonna keep saying it. You guys could check out my Instagram. You'll find the pictures there. You'll see my adventures. You can catch them uh, pretty much as they're happening. Not always exactly as they're happening because I kind of offset my post because I'm just take a picture and I enjoy my fun. So I don't always post right away, but uh, reasonably around the same time. But anyways, um, I, I went over there. We got we got a chance to get on the Rise of the Resistance, which for those of you who don't know, um, it's kind of one of those challenging rides to get on because so popular. So many people do it. And honestly, if you get a chance definitely ride it. it is it is absolutely worth it it is a great presentation uh, as as far as a ride goes and it's using a lot of the modern tech i'm not going to totally nerd out on you guys about the tech behind that because you know I, I probably could talk for a while on on all that nerdy stuff but um yeah once once we got out of there i went down and got myself the red velvet funnel cake now this thing is Oh, wow. I mean, it's a lot of funnel cake and food for pretty cheap. I think it was like eight bucks or something. I don't even know. Reasonably priced for what you got. Could feed two people. And essentially, it's it's um, it's a funnel cake with ice cream, some pudding, and some whipped cream. And, and it's honestly not terribly too sugary, but pretty dang sugary up there so if you're looking for an extra kick and you're you're getting kind of worn out maybe save this for the afternoon to kind of restart those engines and get going again but yeah you know <laughs> you, you don't hold back at disneyland you got to enjoy all the different kinds of food especially for the lunar new year uh, if you get a chance to get it by the time uh, i believe the lunar new year thing is is going on from uh, january 21st or through February 13th. I don't I don't remember the exact dates that it was running, but I think that it, my my memory serves me right. That's when it's going. But there are a ton of cool things. There's tons of cookies out there. Um, obviously, I, I couldn't try everything because one, my stomach couldn't handle it. And two, it's just, there's, you, you'd be spending half your time enjoying food and, and not really enjoying all the other things that they have to go. I mean, apparently like the other locations, by the way, like Hong Kong and all that, they have, they had even wilder. I mean, Hong Kong, Asian foods, probably a lot more obvious, but they had just so many different uh, locations with so many really cool varieties of food, but I got to enjoy it there. Um, Got to enjoy the Spider-Man ride. And anyways, yeah, I, I basically spent two days at Disneyland, enjoying myself, relaxing, not worrying about anything and just kind of living life. Um, it's been busy. Like I said, uh, I've been up to stuff nonstop. I've been really uh, kicking butt on trying to really master. I wouldn't say master. I'm still very much feel beginner. And even, even as much as I've learned, uh, it's constantly humbling learning all the new things you can learn with Unreal Engine. So I've been playing with Unreal Engine 4. I did play with Unreal Engine 5. For those of you who got to catch the UE5, um, AR face kit type thing that I was doing, trying out maybe some VTube ideas, uh, leveraging that. So if you guys like that, let me know in the comments uh, that, hey, you know what? I would love to see you actually do like something like VTube or if you want me to weeb out and do um, 
VTuber type stuff, why don't you let me know in the comments what type of character you would want me to be and uh, if you'd even want me to do something so like that. Because I'm always interacting. It's just sometimes it's not easy to sit down and just record, but uh, I'm going I'm to make it happen a little bit better this year. Uh, so anyways, I've been, I've been working on that, which uh, obviously leads to talking about the project KVR. KVR is a VR MMORPG project that I'm solo developing as a massive ambition to learn the game development side of things. I, I've spent a lot of time on the critique side, been a gamer for a long time, uh, you know, and it's just, it's kind of obviously that point where you, you jump over the bridge or over the wall and you kind of go, okay, now I'm going to dive into a perspective that I don't fully uh, understand because I haven't built a career out of it. And I said, you know what, I'm going to learn this process. I'm going to learn all the pieces. And I I took a lot of time. Like I'm not kidding you guys. A couple of years there just in learning the principles, learning the understanding, the fundamentals, understanding processes, understand what works, what doesn't. I've attended uh, tons of virtual like video things and learning. Uh, I've just constant learning. I, I'm not going to list everything off there for you, but uh, it's been an experience to do, to do all that stuff. So uh, KVR is still cranking along. Unfortunately, it's not coming as fast as I, I really wanted to or expected to. I expected my learning uh, curve to be a lot more aggressive, but uh, quite quite frankly, I've been pretty slow at it, but I, I am still going at it. It is still working. Yes, some days it's frustrating and I don't want to touch it for a week. And, and, and I have had some times where I've had to just sit it down so that I don't lose the passion that I had behind the project. Uh, but there's been a plenty of other things to, to point my attention at. Obviously, I have uh, the VR adventures that I do still. I'm still actively doing VR, although not as much as I used to. But COVID uh, afforded a lot of opportunity to enjoy a lot of social events. So that's that's kind of the cool thing when you, everybody's stuck at home in the first part of COVID. Getting on VR was was kind of one of those things that just kind of opened up because you couldn't go out anywhere and you couldn't do anything. So you found yourself uh, doing movies online with people, talking, just hearing about other everybody's perspective and opinions. And then people slowly kind of just made it part of their normal, normal pattern and started experiencing more of those things. And, and there's games online and, of course, uh, a lot of gaming. Now, of course, I've, I've used and played the heck out of Call of Duty uh, Cold War. Um, I did get Vanguard. And I guess uh, this is where we come into... <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed uh, Cold War, but I, I, I found, uh, found some problems with Vanguard. Uh, Vanguard was, first off, to be fair, it's, it's not... A, a year or whatever you want to call it, a, a type of game that I wanted to initially really even play because that that year or that war um, with the older guns, it's not really my thing. I, I, I like modern, I like visceral, really keen modern fights. I, I love the 416, M4, scopes, Nyavision, all that stuff is, you know, really just getting the, the, to, to go as far as you can with weapons. I would love to see a more futuristic thing. I was actually a huge fan of Advanced Warfare. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. But anyways, back to uh, Vanguard. Um, it wasn't... It wasn't really... Even trying to like the, the game itself, which uh, hands down was way more in your face, like just just the anxiety built up of just the intensity of the warfare and just everywhere, everything... Uh, was one thing, but then it was compounded by some frustration where um, everything, anywhere kills you. Uh, 
the the concepts of and I want to break that out because it's not just like oh no he dies a lot so he's complaining. I played Call of Duty for for many many games so I understand the principle of just like you know hey you die sometimes. Um, this was uh, really compounded by which I still believe exists fairly actively today is a bug where the enemies will spawn with you. Uh, it's, there's not really a case where you know you're, you're as long as you got friendlies around you they're not going to spawn right behind you or in vanguard's position they spawn right next to you sometimes taking seconds to even show their tag so well i have a a very good gaming rig i wouldn't say oh well maybe you're just lagging or maybe your gaming rig's not gonna trust me guys <laughs> i have plenty good enough, enough rig uh it, there's just so many little things like that i've noticed early on there's just so many performance issues with so many people in the world and i think it was probably all the explosions and stuff uh, I think it's just, it was like the great intensity was there. It felt the maps were like too compressed on top of each other, but yet Call of Duty's that style. I would have preferred more of an open kind of, you know, give yourself a half of a chance. But also I noticed from Cold War to going to Vanguard that you kind of run into this um, comparison of, okay, there's more of, you can run around a gun, but you still have a lot of room to, to you know, sneak, to be semi-tactical for what Call of Duty can. We're not, we're not going to compare tactical games, but um, in the Vanguard, it's more, you know, fractions of seconds, dodging instant exploding grenades. You know, I felt like a lot of the grenade radiuses were really, really wide, too. So even if you were not part of a fight, you were part of the fight. Uh, there was a lot more things you could shoot through because of, I think they were trying to give that that bullet penetration through common houses and wood, Phil. So it just it felt like bullets were killing you from fights you weren't even involved in because they were shooting through buildings and you happened to get nicked by them. So uh, obviously that's enough whining for me, but uh, that was that was uh, what I felt is a very buggy Call of Duty. It didn't feel like Call of Duty as it was meant to be represented or that historically it's been represented. Uh, additionally, I was really frustrated. I understand moving uh, people's experience and the profiles and essentially the soldier to merge along with Call of Duty Vanguard and hopefully future franchises. So you're, you're essentially whatever you do will always follow the soldier, not the game. That might be cool. But I also show some concern because like the most recent battle pass on, on Cold War uh, all like 90% of it, or if not more, I don't actually look because I just kind of rolled my eyes and said, whatever. Uh, most of the battle pass rewards went over to uh, Vanguard. Now I understand for those of you who are immediately going to jump. Um, I understand that, that they're trying to get people to go over to Vanguard and they're just giving those who enjoy cold war an opportunity to at least have cool stuff when they go over there for their time and effort. And you could also here, here's a, one thing I'll give them props for you level up your battle pass, whether you're on Vanguard well, they're on Cold War. So maybe I just am having a frustrating time with Vanguard, or maybe I just feel like it's too buggy right now. Give it a give it a couple months, as we always say, when a game first comes out. Um, I can still level that battle pass and get goods inside uh, Vanguard, but just be playing Cold War. So for what it's worth, mad respect there. I just really wish there was a bigger balance of Call of Duty awards uh, or rewards and Vanguard rewards. They did do like the Call of Duty... A Warzone, but I'm going to be real with you guys. Warzone is whatever. I, they could delete that from the whole platform and I wouldn't care. But there comes uh, the other big game. And this is a sore uh, subject because I think many of you who've been with me for a very long time understand uh, I'm not only a Call of Duty person at heart and, and been with the franchise since the beginning, but also Battlefield. Battlefield 2042. Uh 
That's a that's a that's a hard topic to talk about because it is one of those games that you get frustrated when you even hear it mentioned because there is so much excitement, so much uncertainty, so much emotion behind hearing and seeing them announce Battlefield 2042. My initial thought was, um, you know, it looked like they were taking the stuff we liked from Battlefield. Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, and really just modernizing it and opening it up and making it an all-around platform. And despite not having the proper dun-dun-duns in the the soundtrack or background music, for those of you who know Battlefield, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. it, it just, it was exciting to see. And they were talking about Portal, and I was like, oh, dude, so not only could we enjoy this new game, but maybe we're having a nostalgic moment, you know, the boys can get back in and try old strats and, you know, those type of fun things. But then the game launched, and oh, boy, what a madhouse train wreck that was. One, the, the guns didn't feel like they were... The hit, it felt like the hit registry was all off, but we, you know, you kind of bite your your lip a little bit, and go like, oh, it wouldn't be a battlefield launch if it wasn't a little rocky, right, boys? Uh, performance issues, we're used to those. You know, they normally balance out within the first couple of months, so you do, you just kind of enjoy it. You laugh with your friends, have a couple of drinks, and just accept what it is and enjoy it. Uh, I even praised, uh, I, I believe, an artist, a manager, or some, somebody. I can't remember who it was exactly, but I remember seeing them post, and I, I actually praised him. I says, you know, this this game was actually really good and. And because and, I understood the, the faults of the bugs, I, I wanted to speak to the quality uh, of the visuals and just the immersion. And I was like, wow, this is an actually like beautiful world. And and I wasn't having some of the gra- graphic glitches that people were having. So, I mean, their experiences, I was like, oh, it looked terrible. I mean, honestly, the visuals were working fine for me. Uh, I was fortunate enough not to have those kind of problems, but um, I did miss a lot more of the world changing immersion events. But uh, the tornadoes and stuff, right, I guess. It's whatever. Um, but overall, you know, I, I tried praising them. And then as Tide came by, it just felt like, well, they threw a game at us. And then, you know, just I, it was so frustrating to play with, with hovercrafts, basically climbing walls and near damn near indestructible. And then they, they fly like helicopters sometimes. That you kind of just were like, you know what? This game is really getting frustrating to me. It doesn't feel very rewarding. I'm not huge on the hero model i really want the class-based model that i've known battlefield for but i was willing to accept it i was willing to to learn and and, and get a vibe of what the the new ideas from the studio would be so because you know you can't always do the same thing over and over it might be a little boring even though we liked what we liked um but then we started seeing like the big complaints i had was where's the voice comms uh, where can't, why can't I join my, cause it was sometimes we play in really large groups, right? So we have a bunch of passionate battlefield people that we've gotten together for a long time and, and we jump in on those games, right? So, uh, getting a group and two squads on the same team together used to be a, a thing we used to do. I couldn't do that anymore. So we were massively let down cause we we're all excited to play together. And I was like, oh, well, only a couple of us can get together and play together. The rest of you guys, hopefully we get on the same server or something, but uh, good luck, right? And that was super disappointing as far as the community collaboration between our own private community, let alone, I can only assume based on the complaints out there that the overall Battlefield community at large was upset about 
But not to, and I'm not going to go down the list of every complaint I have because, of course, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinion. And at the end of the day, we can only see what happens. But as you can tell, I'm getting kind of leaning into the point that Battlefield was supposed to be, you know, that big game we were all looking for. The Call of Duty ones, are, you know, we get excited about them, but they're just, they, they release and they're pretty much not extremely different. So it's not really a big deal. You just enjoy the game and move on. Battlefield was was kind of like that exciting Christmas you're waiting for and that you kind of, it was surreal and you were just kind of accepting things. And then once the the wonder wore away, uh, everything else did too, along with all the colors. And still to this day, um, very little community interaction. It sounds like our updates are getting pushed back to sometime early summer. So we will have gone like, I guess it's like six, seven, eight months without any up, you know, formal large updates. They've done some micro quick fix patching here and there, but uh, yeah, overall a massive disappointment. It doesn't sound like we're going to get voice or anything that we really wanted scoreboards. Another one that's weird, right? Having a game like this and not having a scoreboard. Oh my gosh. What was dice thinking? I, I, I can't even fathom because it's something that's so primitive to the idea of what a, a shooter game is that not having a scoreboard, somebody must really just ignored every person who has ever played a, a, a game and just said, you know, we're, we're, we're launching like this because it just does. I don't know how to relate to somebody who thinks like that. But uh, anyways, you know, it doesn't look like we're getting that type of stuff till summer. So I've kind of put away the game for you know, I haven't played it for a month and a half and I, I just put it away. So it's kind of one of those things that, okay, now what do we have that's going on? So as a gamer, you always find yourself, I play the same games over and over again. Yes, I'm still playing Call of Duty, uh, Cold War <laughs> more than anything else, just kind of where my niche is. Uh, that brings us to another one, Overwatch. Oh my gosh, guys, I didn't even bring that. You know, you guys followed me so much for so much Overwatch and I didn't even mention it yet. Uh yeah, so Overwatch, uh, it's it's definitely a fun uh, fun game. I enjoyed it a bunch when it first started out, but there's just it was a stale repetitiveness. There were still some problems happening. There was some political drama around it, and at just some point, you know, with all the hours I put in and so much playing, uh, I never put it down, guys. You got to realize I, I played a lot of that game. That I finally said, you know what? Maybe it's time to just put this game down for a little while, let it rest. Give it maybe, I don't even, maybe even six months to a year and just let it sit in the closet. So that way when you come back to it, it feels like something fresh and not something that you've just worn yourself on and beaten yourself against. So uh, it's not that I hate the game. It's just that I've, I've had to set it down for a while. Um, hopefully we'll hear some good news. Uh, if you've been following the Overwatch 2 news and, and all the drama with Activision. Um, I, I don't know what to say. It, it, I don't want to go into politics or anything like that, but th- there was a lot that, that really hurt. Um, Overwatch's potential for release, as long as well as a lot of other games. Uh, but uh, in in that same news cycle, if you will, uh, a little bit later on, somebody surprised us all. Uh, Xbox, Xbox bought Activision Blizzard, right? Like, <laughs> where did that come from? I mean, it's really good because there's a lot of bad things happening, and and I'm concerned about the the historical funding problems that uh, Microsoft does with its game studios. But that's being set aside. I think that uh, maybe it's time that hopefully there's a big shakeup. Um, sounds like the same thing needs to happen to EA, to be honest with you. But at least for these two large companies with a lot of titles underneath them, we might be seeing something fresh, something new, something more 
active and, and exciting gamers again and being under the xbox brand there's always you know that xbox xbox versus playstation arguments and that you know <laughs> that was a that was a no-brainer but it sounds like uh PlayStation and Xbox have come to agreement that they're not going to they're not going to take away um, Call of Duty from PlayStation because that's the first question is because those who don't know Call of Duty spent a quite a quite a long time with PlayStation. So it's good to see it's good to see everybody's making uh, friends, if, if you will, there in, in some business fashion. But also it might look at additional game platforms opening up to more multi-platform opportunities. Uh, we might be seeing a lot more crossplay, but more importantly, for those of you who do enjoy Game Pass, oh my, your world just got way better. The offering behind Game Pass right now is insane, and it just got bigger. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a thing that happens. And then, yeah, I've just been so busy doing many different things. Uh, like I said, I went to Disneyland. I got to enjoy. The oh, I also got some like um, smoothie. I think with it. No, no, it wasn't a smoothie. It was a it was a lemonade. It was like it tastes like pink lemonade, but it was uh, you, you the pictures will show it. Uh, I got that with the funnel cake, uh, and that was pretty good. So overall, um, I mean that was fun. I took some cool photos uh, down in Desert Center. Uh, just just kind of like taking the Tesla out. And getting kind of like that nostalgic, hey, here's old versus new, kind of like back to the future vibes. I was, at least in my head, it was going for back to the future vibes. Probably didn't come off that way in my photos, but, you know, I, I enjoyed uh, taking those photos way out there. Um, what else? What else cool that I did? I did a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time with just just my kids doing doing family stuff. Um, my son's been doing photography and uh, he's been gaming alongside with me, so just just really quality time. Uh, my daughter as well; she's doing great and doing her thing. So, yeah, man, uh, crazy. Because I'm trying to think of all the the summary of like two years of craziness that's gone by, or, or was it been? I don't even remember the last time I honestly posted because I, uh, you know, it just life came at you fast and with everything of the uh, COVID chaos and just kind of uh, sorting out in my head what I want to do with things. Uh, Time kind of got away, but yeah, I got to see uh, a lot of family this year. I, th- I think that was the not this year, but just to, over this this period of time. And I think that's been the most rewarding thing is really reaching out, getting to see everybody, and pause and take time because I think COVID is is not only restricted people from things, but it's really promoted the idea of showing value of what you're enjoying. Because uh, I think, simply put, COVID introduced a a urgency to know that something could be taken away and that it could make it hard for you to go see a person you always like to enjoy or not take for granted as much doing the things that you love to do. And when you do it with somebody, it almost feels a little bit more rewarding. So, uh, so many great, great adventures with family, uh, friends came over. We did some, uh, with some cool events. We had a uh, 4th of July, got fireworks, you know, Man, there's so many cool things that happened. Uh, photography myself, I've been I've been just trying to learn to do some things a little better. Uh, some things, not all, not all things are gonna you know work the way you want. Uh, I've done a couple of vacations, uh, just getting away, uh, and those have been good. But let's uh, let's talk uh, as we as we wrap up this uh, show. Let's let's talk about uh, kind of 
where where are we going to go from here? And simply put, I don't know. I uh, I'm going to take this show a little uh, more lackadaisical and just enjoy the process of uh, having a conversation with you. I know it's one way right now. Maybe I'll add some more people in the future. But I wanted to take this time to say thank you for watching this. If you, if you, <laughs> obviously I could say if you've enjoyed it, obviously hit the like, subscribe, ring the bell. Uh, you know, become a, a person with my Spotify and and obviously. Uh, subscribe to my um, Instagram and all that stuff. But really, I want to say just thank you uh, for coming by the channel, seeing this and saying, hey, you know, I'm still enjoying your content after all these years, and I'm glad to have you back. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'm still going to be releasing uh, content. I still am looking at always doing a bunch of things. I think the most success I have is when I'm doing a lot of things and worst case scenario, some things fall down and, and don't come out great, but there's a lot of things that can come out of that. So I guess there's not really much else to say. I feel like I've gotten a lot off my shoulder and, and a memory dump, at least for this uh, part of it. And maybe some other shows, I'll do more breakdown of some of my concerns or conversations or whenever I think that there's something that out there that I want to say, I, I'm going to throw it up there. Also, guys, let me know how you feel about the shorts. I've been creating shorts in there. Some of them are just, you know, whatever I'm doing. Some of them may come from in-game VR. Uh, it, it's just kind of like one of those things like, ah, I got something that's TikTok worthy or short and simple and sweet. So I just throw it into the shorts thing. So if it gets too confusing or too cluttering, also let me know uh, in the YouTube comments. But other than that, uh, guys, if you're listening on Spotify, thanks for checking me out. If you're listening on YouTube or anywhere else, thank you for taking the time. Uh, leave your comments, leave your love, and I'll catch you guys next time.